All right. What up? What's up, man? Oof. Dude. Long week, man. Long Friday. Week. It's Friday, though, yeah. We're getting Friday, there. man. Yeah. Uh, going to the motherland tomorrow. Yeah? Yeah, dude. Going to Albuquerque. Nice. I, yeah, <laughs> I was laughing because when you said the motherland, I thought that, but then I was like, it could be Albuquerque, could be San Diego, could even be Mexico, dude. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess there's a few mothers out there that uh, <laughs> that housed me when I was <laughs> lost soul, but <laughs> just just the youngin. <laughs> yeah, dude, just the youngin, man. Yeah. Sweet, dude. Well, that'll be exciting. Uh, I've I've been to Albuquerque a couple times in the past couple months, and same old, same old, man. But uh, at least you know <laughs> it'll be good to see see friends and family. I'm sure. I'm only going for a couple of days. Yeah, yeah. So like a quick trip, man. So nice. Oh yeah. But, yeah, dude. Dude, I'm super excited to get into this book, man. Like, not even gonna lie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I got a lot from it. Yeah, know? it was, I mean, it's kind of crazy that this one chapter was even longer than, like, the, the sets of chapters that we've been doing up to this point, uh, or, yeah. like, the, the two chapters each. So, a lot a lot to unpack there, for sure. And, uh, yeah, I've been kind of curious to hear hear any takeaways and insights and, yeah, just your, your thoughts in general. Yeah. Curious though, how are you reading this book? Are you doing like a little bit every day or? Uh, yeah, like... I, I've been trying to try, trying to take away one of the, the lessons that I got from from Limitless from Jim Quick mm-hmm. of, you know, setting aside, setting aside some time regularly to try and, you know, A, hopefully break it up into manageable chunks, but B, you know, hopefully try and have a little bit more of a of a habit when it comes to reading you know and just building that mm-hmm. habitual side of things so, yeah. so that's what i've been going for i mean not perfect you know some days i'm definitely having to pull some more of the weight than others but uh but yeah that's been the goal what about you i'm doing uh so you know like i had that ego ego reading period right yeah so i've been i've been taking a, a step back and i do i've been doing 10 pages at a time and i make sure to take notes mm when I'm uh, when I'm going over the book because I it's a lot of information man and I think yeah I could read it like you know I could ego read it in whatever couple of days and stuff but yeah yeah so I've been you know some days I do it more than others um, I probably like sometimes I'm doing even less than ten pages just you know yeah maybe like five or six at a time and just take a couple of notes in the, in the meantime and until the next free time. Also, one of the things that I've been, you know, from the previous chapter, uh, I've been kind of putting my phone out of sight out during, during work. And because, you know, every t- anytime I have downtime, like I, my habit will be to get on social media and then that'll cost me to procrastinate. Right. Yeah. Some, some taskets. So now I'm putting like my phone away, and every time I have some downtime, I have books accessible to me. Like I'll bring a book or two, and I'll, the first thing I do is just put it on my desk. You know. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Whatever downtime I have, like I have access to to the book, which you know it's kind of like some of the things that 
we were read just we were just read this week or it's almost like I was implementing them a little bit, you know, like subconsciously yeah. or unconsciously. So very uh very excited, man. So kinda what were your uh like immediate thoughts on like the first ten pages? Yeah, I think so he talks a little bit about like choose your your depth right or choose your depth philosophy and talks about a couple different kinds with you know the monastic the bimodal the rhythmic and the journalistic and and i kind of liked that because it's like you you have a mix of being able to recognize that you know as we've been talking about up to this point deep work you know like well just like the the names of the chapters you know deep work is rare deep work is valuable you know like so he's already Mm -hmm. kind of sold us on you know the like you should do it or you should um you should have that that motivation there i guess to to try and implement it into your life but the how has been kind of the the piece that you know we've obviously been waiting to get into so Mm -hmm. so i liked that because it was kind of like showing you know again even even though there's certain like principles or disciplines that you want to incorporate into deep work. Like you, you do have a little bit of individuality in how you do it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and he talks about the example with like in the, the monastic philosophy of it, you know, being like completely cut off. Like he talks about the, the guy who like literally doesn't like have an email. Like he gives yeah. when people, when people ask him for his email, you know, he's like, here's my mail address. And then even that, he has reviewed by his like assistant, you know, and who only like sends him the urgent stuff. So it's like, so it's it's crazy to go from like that extreme to, to the, the journalistic one that's on the other end of the spectrum where, you know, it's more so like you, you get so honed in with, uh, with deep work that you're able to sort of dip in and out of it whenever you need to and and you can kind of have it wherever it fits in so so i liked that because i felt like it it provides some some individuality and some some flexibility you know but uh Mm -hmm. but yeah i was kind of curious to see what you what you thought about that and kind of how it spoke to you well the like talking about that portion of the of the book uh i i like the I think my favorite of those rituals were, I think, the gest- the the collaborative one. I like that one, mm. the collaborative method, you know, mm-hmm. where it's like you can lock yourself in a room with somebody for a couple of hours and like tackle a like a project together, you know. Yeah. I thought that was very interesting because. Uh, it just kind of to me just made me embrace like the importance of teamwork and communication you know because like two people to be in the right mindset of like we're gonna knock this shit out it it's really like egos will kick it in the way so fast you know yeah and and then like whose fucking idea is better or whose idea came faster and all that shit so i thought that was very interesting but i like you know it takes a lot to get to that point uh, to where you have that level of communication with somebody but i think uh the one that that he talks about the i think it's the rhythmic philosophy mm. i think that would be like my favorite the other one that i'll do just 
a thing that that I could implement, you know, and which I think that just doing a little bit every day, like that's what bro science is, you know. Mm. And I think that's why I related to it so much because what you think of where you get most of your advice is in the gym. So if you go to the gym, you know, five days a week, well, you are always talking about you're building up on knowledge every day, you know, uh, especially like if both people are fucking like looking for different answers. Well, at the gym, you guys are talking and learning from each other. So every day over long periods of time, you know, it's like, you le- you end up learning a, a fuck ton of information. Well, that's right or wrong, I don't fucking know. But you know, like, it's a lot of information just from learning something every day. And yeah, you know, it's it's like, I mean, it's what the the schedule you're reading concept is, right? right? Or like you you read a little bit every day, and essentially you like that's how you master reading, right? You know, yeah. But did you did you uh, did you recall the machine, like that that uh in, in page ninety six the the eudaimonia machine, mm. where it talks about like a an office space or an environment with four different levels. The first level is kind of a very serious but artsy uh, room. The next level is more. Um, more of it, it, it conducts a, more of a social environment because there's couches, bar, like a uh, like a coffee bar in there. And it's kind of like a break room type of area, but that's supposed to so you can collaborate with people and kind of be in that uh, open office environment. Mm-hmm. And then you have a second one where um, it's just like cubicles where you could do like busy work or like shallow work. Yeah. And then you have like soundproof fucking rooms where it's like the dungeon, you know? And... Uh, there isn't, um, like, there's no interruptions. Like, that's where you go and do deep work, where you can only do, I think, books are, like, two sessions of 90 minutes or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so that was, like, towards the beginning. And I thought it was very interesting because I was just thinking, like, I wonder if that's kind of the, like, what what some of the houses are going to be, you know? Like, now that everybody's working from home. And- yeah. Are, are you going to have, like, different rooms for different levels, you know? Like, places where... I don't know if you do that, where... Do you work in different parts of your home? Uh, no, not really. I, I have more of a... I feel like more of, like, a set space, just because the house that I'm in now is a little bit smaller. Like, there's not a ton of... um, There's not a ton of room okay. to, to kind of just meander about. But, but that I've kind of liked that because like you said, like, I think in a way it kind of mirrors that structure where, like you said, you have like Mm -hmm. the living room, which is, you know, like that, that first floor or whatever. And then you have, you know, like the bedroom, Mm -hmm. which is like that second floor. And then like, in my case, I don't even know if I really like I those two rooms maybe stretch out over, you know, the the first three, but then for me, it's like (laughs) the office is, you know, I'm not in there unless I'm cranking on on work or i'm trying to read a book or i'm you know like mm, so okay. so i think in a way yeah. like you said it kind of harkens to almost like that piece towards the the end of the chapter where he talks about uh or like halfway through the chapter about ritualizing so you know putting into place yeah you know if you're going to enter into deep work where and for how long and how you'll work and how you'll support your work so i think mm-hmm. for me that's almost like a ritualization piece too, where it's like, okay, well, I know if I'm in this room, then 
the goal is to be trying to knock shit out, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Dude, what I found that, that was very interesting was the part where it's talking about just, you know, he starts talking about, like, willpower and distractions and stuff like that. And that replacing distractions, replacing distractions with focus requires a very drastic commitment. And then it just made me think of, that comparison that people make with this, they show a photo of Gold's gym, you know, back in the day. And you just see Arnold and his boys <laughs> all jacked and like super focused on working out. And then what you see today, you see just a bunch of people sitting on machines and uh, like scrolling yeah. on Instagram. But then I was thinking like, yeah, like that's true. Right. But then like Arnold didn't have a cell right. phone, you know, or like those I guess like those dangers didn't exist. It's almost like a, I was thinking it's almost like an unfair yeah. comparison, you know, because like one of the one of the like one of the the subjects in this case didn't have access to the technology in this case, so it's not like there could have been something else that would have distracted. Yeah. Them, you know? So that's I very guess, interesting. Yeah, I I think maybe like the scaled version of, of, you know, like scaling it back to the seventies, for example, is maybe, maybe like the social distractions, you know, cause in those days, a lot of those gyms were very like it, because you didn't have the distraction of a phone or Instagram or something. Like a lot of times there was a lot of like shooting the shit or, you know, like, you know, just like fucking around. And like, I think it, it was interesting yeah. though. Cause like with Arnold, for example, I feel like in a certain way, he kind of like thrived on that because he was able to sort of almost like that journalistic deep work where it's like you could hop in, dig into a set and like put forth a hundred percent effort and then put the weights down and like in that recovery, like horse around and like, you know, whatever, like shoot the shit. And then, but knowing like in 90 seconds, I'm going to be back, you know, like, yeah. So, so I think, yeah, yeah. That, that's kind of an interesting comparison because I think in a lot of ways, like you said, it was totally different. Like the fact that somebody could potentially go in the gym and fully just have a rest period where they're not talking to people, they're not on their phone, they're not like that is a hell of a lot more challenging now yeah. than it was like in the 1970s. Yeah. Um, but I mean, kind of like we learned from some of the, the previous episodes, you know, like these, I think the the whole conversation about focus and attention has been has been a a a challenge for for longer than we realized you know it it didn't just come into play when uh you know the internet came about for example yeah well you know and uh and so you talked about like the new i guess distractions uh so the the book talks about those distractions are basically desires right you want some you desire something and it's almost like you want something that gives you that dopamine and he says uh, eating sleeping sex and social media are like four of the five distractions he didn't say the fifth one Mm. i don't know why but you know you talk about like people want instant gratification Mm -hmm. all the time you know And, and i was thinking that like this instant gratification like we're trained to just be instantly gratified you know so like deep work is you basically removing your fucking 
access to feel-good hormones mm. willingly, you know? And then, so that takes tremendous willpower, you know? But I think that just we're so conditioned, not not only from social media, but I was thinking, you know, just from food, you know, like you're hungry, yeah. you have to eat, you know? Like we don't, we don't know how to act when we're hungry. Like there's a glorified term called <laughs> hangry now. You know, and, and like, and that's cute to do, you know, like fucking people get all whiny and shit, like, oh, like I'm fucking hungry. Like, you're not supposed to eat when you're hungry, you know, like being hungry is a good thing. It keeps you, well, I don't know, for me, recently I've been really enjoying it. Mm, it keeps me sharp, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, especially nowadays, so, like, you know, with a lot of people working from home, there's, you have like the whole pantry right there, you know, and like, boredom eating dude that's that's the thing like i'd never understood before <laughs> but like i i guess i i can like kind of wrap my head around the concept a little bit more now but you know with quarantine but that was something i never got i was like what what the fuck is a, a boredom eating you know <laughs> yeah dude yeah i don't I, I never got bored of eating, but i was definitely eating ice cream other night <laughs> Hey man, Rich Piana, dude, five percent, whatever it takes. <laughs> dude, yeah, man, I was so, but I, dude, I, the fucking, what, what is it called? It's like no bake, cookie dough and oh. brownie mix, dude, from Ben and Jerry's, bro. Dude, I was buying, like, I was looking for the box, bro. <laughs> You're looking like, for the, <laughs> the Costco wholesale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. Uh, and I'm glad I didn't find it. Cause I don't know what the fuck, man. But like, uh, <laughs> yeah, like that was that was my shit for a little bit. But yeah, dude, it was like, well, you know, like, and and then you also think about like people that are moving up socioeconomic classes, right? Because you know, making the most money that have you, that you've ever made, right? And like you think about like when you were supporting yourself and then your quality of food. And then now it's like when you make a little bit more money, well, you really have more access to more junk food or more convenience. And yeah, you know, like, should you order, should you order food again? Like, well, like the only thing stopping you is that it's nothing stopping you at that yeah. point. You know? Cause like financially, like it doesn't fuck you up and like, or it doesn't hurt. You know, and then there's like no need to like avoid it, you know. There's just food, so yeah, I'm just gonna order it right now, you know. Like, I was actually thinking about that a little bit today because I think, like you said, is um, I don't know what triggered it, but I think just maybe it was seeing something on social media about you know. I don't know, just like, you know, because obviously like posting when you go eat somewhere or whatever is like a big thing on social media, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe I thought about something yeah. like that. And I just remember, you know, like when I was still in school or, or even like out, first couple of years outside of it, I remember it was, you know, to eat out or something was like such a treat or, or such a, mm-hmm. like an unusual thing. Whereas now it's like you get to a point where things are a little bit more comfortable, you're a little bit more accomplished. And now it's like the ability to do that much more regularly is there. And so, like you said, it's yeah. easy to start leaning into that as, as almost a go-to rather than, uh, right. rather than as more of like, I don't know, uh, an option or something. And, and I think what's tough is because like you said, it's not like 
when you're going out to eat or, or you're kind of leaning into that, that it's, you know, usually healthy stuff. Like usually, usually if you're going into that kind of realm, it's, it's going to be a little bit more on the pleasurable side, sacrificing some of the other stuff. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Well, dude, you know what, man? So the other day, uh, fuck, I, I can't remember. I remember. Okay. So like, I wanted to get a salad from this like pizza mm-hmm. joint, you know, and dude, the salad was like fifteen Damn. bucks, bro. And uh, and you know, but it was like super nutritious, you know. I had like all kinds of berries <laughs> and shit in there, and like these different leaves yeah. and stuff, you know, like the shit that you want in a salad. And it was like it's a quality place, so it's it's not like the like, right. the cheap stuff. But then I was like, man, like it was fucking like I don't know, like the salad was so fucking expensive, you know. And then it just hit me that, like, the pizza that we were getting was, like, 19 mm. bucks. You know, I was, like, and, dude, I didn't, like, I didn't give a fuck. I was, like, yeah, like, yeah. whatever, you know. I'm going to ball out on this pizza. But then when it came to the salad, like, I was, oh, fuck, man. Like, it's way too, like, it's so expensive, you know. And then it, it just, I think it just kind of, like, I, I was trying to understand it. Like, why was it that I got... Sometimes I feel like it's easier to like not buy the like to not buy the the salad shit on price. You know, maybe because like it 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 doesn't fill you. I was going to say I think that harkens back to maybe like the the upbringing or like the mentality that's been kind of put on both of us is like coming from a place of not having as much. You're like you're you're constantly doing like calculations in your mind and if you're if you go over there and you're like all right i can spend 19 bucks on a pizza that'll definitely feed me definitely feed gabby probably have some leftover okay then you look at the salad you're like that's gonna be 15 bucks just to feed me and you're like this is this is hard bro economics simple economics you go the route yeah Yeah, dude. But, you know, I don't know. I think it's kind of got a little off topic there. No, I, I know what you mean, though. It's, it's, it's like, tough because, like, yeah. the system is kind of built against you, like you said. Like, you're not mm-hmm. – the to do the healthy stuff and to, to you know, try and, and elevate on some of those levels, like, it's not it's not the go-to, you know? It's not the, the, it's not the option that's right in front of you. It's not the easiest option. It's not the least expensive option. And so – so yeah, like you said, it's it's constructed in a way where when you do make the reach for you know eating out or or take out or whatever, it's usually gonna be bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I gotta make That's a work, true. man. But dude, speaking of speaking of eating out, uh, I decided to jump back on seventy five oh. hard, man. Like, there's just it was just time. Just, Wait, I thought you were doing uh, phase two or whatever already. Yeah, so I already finished it. Oh, okay. It, like two, two to three weeks ago. Um, but then I did. So I did like. So I did phase one and then phase two. You know, they're thirty yeah. days each, and I took like, I think, a month and a half off, and then I went back, back Damn. to it. Um, but this time. I finished phase two like two two or three uh-huh. weeks ago, 
and I, 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 it was good, man. But then I just couldn't. I like I, I, I noticed the shift uh, dramatically. How so? And well, in so in my productivity, man, and then in my commitment to like constant progression. If that makes sense. Because, like, when I was doing phase one or phase two, when I was in the program, dude, I was, so I was meditating and doing some kind of yoga outside every day. And that was really yeah. beneficial. And then I said that I was going to continue to do it. And then I did it probably for, like, two days after. And then 45 minutes turned into 20. 20 minutes turned into I'm going to do it inside. I'm going to do it inside turned into I'm going to sleep in. Like, I started to see like that level of flexibility or like that level of change, you know, in like my habits. And then uh, because, or if I would do like yoga, yoga outside, then sometimes I wouldn't commit to lifting because I had already worked mm. out. And even though like, it, I mean, like shit is like still pretty good, you know, but I feel like I was in a much better mood when I was on the diet which sounds fucking strange because, hmm. yeah, dude, like, it was fucking weird, dude. And then, uh, like, it took me about a week and a half. Oh, and then I drank, or, or then I, like, we turned the house into a club, <laughs> dude, and I didn't drink, you know? And then I was like, well, remember, remember that? Remember yeah. the last time I was telling you about it? Yeah, I was like, what's the point? You know, then they kind of, like, if I don't, if I don't have to drink, then... Then what? Yeah. You know? So I was just I think I think after those those two incidents that I've noticed, like the fact that I didn't drink to do the one thing that I thought I needed to. And me like slipping that hard, you know, and just like my the commitment to fitness to myself, like I was just like, yeah, I can't I can't live this life anymore, dude. So um Back at did it. The, did the diet look drastically different when off compared to on? No. Not, well, I guess not as not as much as I thought, which was oh. also surprising. Like, I didn't... So, what was interesting, man, is that the, the last week that I was on the program, I didn't really have cravings. I finished on a Thursday, and then on a Friday... I stayed on the diet and I, cause I like totally forgot, you know, like I wasn't as excited. I didn't have like any cravings, but then I was like, I spent like $27 at McDonald's <laughs> dude. And uh, it was <laughs> awesome. But then like, I felt so shitty yeah. after, you know, that I was like, I, I just, I was like, maybe cause I don't, I already, but then I was like, no, it wasn't cause I already is cause McDonald's regardless of how much you eat of it. Like it never makes you feel good after. So, yeah, dude, it's just a combination of all those things, man. And uh, But, like, yeah, just when I was off, the only thing that I was doing was, like, I mean, I did have those, like, pretty epic cheat days or cheat meals, I guess. But then, like, I'll sometimes get really high and then, like, eat ice cream during the week. Mm. And, yeah, dude, it happened, like, two times where, like, I'll just, like, get caught up watching something, dude, and then I'll just... No self control and just finish the whole thing, you know. Yeah, but then when I was when I'm so now like I do the same thing, but 
yesterday so yesterday i almost cheated but then uh so cuz like i was i was i wanted to eat cuz i was high so then i went i wanted to go to grab a little bag of chips dude but then i was like wait if i am like i was like i'm really just going to fuck all this up for mm. a bag of chips like this doesn't make any sense okay so then like what am i craving the saltiness the crunchiness like the little sweetness I was like, yeah, I think it's like the sweet and the tangy. Okay, then I could eat an orange, and that's that fits in my yeah. diet. So then I was gonna grab an orange, but then I was like, wait, I'm not even hungry. Like I'm literally not hungry. Like I'm still fucking mm. full. So I just kind of it was like that boredom, mm, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know. But so you know, it's just it's shit like that, man. It's just like very strange, but I like it, dude. Like I really like it. Hmm. It's very interesting. Very yeah, I guess I can see that though for you because I feel like in a way yeah. it's uh, kind of in line with some of the the stuff that you you know had been describing over the the couple months that quarantine started and, and like kicked into gear in terms of just wanting to to still feel challenged and still feel you know I think some sort of connection to almost like the pain of challenge you know i feel like in a certain way that kind of connects or resonates with that in uh feels like an extension of it i guess yeah dude absolutely man and i think i listened to i don't remember if it was goggins or andrew frisella but they were talking about like raising your your standard, I think it was Goggins was talking about like he's he runs every day and he's been running every day for the past twenty years, you know. And then he he used to talk about like getting uh like he used to take Sundays off, you know. But then he was just like, I'm in such good shape that I don't need to take the Sundays yeah. off. It's like I just do like these two hour low heart rate rides and I just drink shit. You know, to cycle whatever mm-hmm. the carbs, like super bro <laughs> science stuff right there. But whatever, you know. But and I think I think for me, like that's kind of what happened. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, like I was like craving this so much, you know, like because because I dude, like it's every time that I've done it, I come out so much better. In the, like at the end, yeah. You know? So it, it, like, and I think yeah, just just like me not holding myself to the standard, but it, the other part of me though, man, is like, I, I don't, I don't want to say that I'm not as committed to it. I just, um, so I, I was going to go through Thanksgiving and I'm supposed to go to my mom's house, mm-hmm. you know? And I like, I don't know what she's going to make, but then like, if I'm going to eat like a dessert, I think it's the most appropriate that is my mm-hmm. mom's, you know? So, like, my mom's cooking or whatever. So, I, 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 but I think, like, so I don't know if I'm going to, like, consume the dessert or not, but I don't think that I'm really going to care because it's, like, I'm just trying to elevate my, my, uh, I don't know, I guess, like, my condition, you know, like, or the standard that I, that I hold for myself. Mm. So, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm. I think. 
I think in some ways too, it's like hearing you talk about it kind of reminds me of like the whole, like it feels good to feel good kind of thing too. Like it's a weird dichotomy yeah. between like in some sense, I think like you like the challenge or the pain of it, but then also there's probably an element of like, well, like when you eat like shit, like, yeah, like you get like the dopamine and stuff, but in, in the short term, but then you have this kind of like, bottom layer that's persistent throughout you know uh of that of like feeling bad and so you you know uh-huh. at a certain point like i feel like many people hit a certain point where they're like i don't know i just i don't i'm tired of like not feeling good you know or like i'm tired of feeling shit and so yeah it, i feel like once you habitually start up a process where you know like with something like 75 hard where you know you're at a certain point it's like really tough but then once you tough through it like you're kind of used to like you you probably don't miss like the sugars you don't miss you know certain things right and so i could kind of see where even when you finish there's probably a certain level of like trying to get back into quote unquote normal life with you know a little bit more flexible diet or whatever i could see in some cases it being so habitual at a certain point and your body also maybe in some cases like enjoying like the fact that it's running smoother or running cleaner you know to a certain point that yeah i don't know maybe yeah maybe you would have a little bit of resistance to you know like like maybe that desire would be kind of gone for the quick hit because like you like the the long-term satisfaction or the long-term feeling of good yeah yeah dude absolutely dude gotta give it a (laughs) shot man it could be man could be yeah it sounds it sounds like some wild shit though for sure and i i've definitely been watching you with great interest (laughs) (laughs) yeah man dude so you know you know what uh you know what i was thinking about like when you sent me that picture of Mm Nora yates uh which is it's on our instagram at bro brain podcast uh i was thinking about just how like deep work, dude. Like that's what training with Dorian Yates yeah. was, because it was only four days a week. Yeah. So it fell into the category of uh, what's it called? Uh, a little bit more like uh, I'm trying to think. Rhythm? Rith- no, I was gonna say bimodal maybe a little bit more bimodal approach. in the sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like so, four days out of the week were just dedicated to just like pure yeah. hell you know and like physical pain and then the rest were just very like methodical and made of uh meditative days so i i was just like very very intrigued man i'm very intrigued by by just that concept and then uh but then also like i got i guess re um re-motivated to to look at dorian yates stuff again and just kind of I'm gonna re-listen to the to the Rogan podcast, man. Probably listen to the the London Real one. Oh yeah, because you know? yeah, because I feel that like it's almost like Dorian knew about this stuff, yeah. you know, and and like, dude, he opened the third <laughs> eye, bro. Like, I feel like <laughs> like we did blood and guts, you know. He came up with blood and guts, you know. Like, he knew this process. We're not reading about this process or this. Uh, this bimodal approach to, or this bimodal philosophy to training, and I was reading about it, you know, so maybe he, uh, he could line us up, you know? Yeah, man. I, from, uh, 
some wisdom. I was there. even thinking when, uh, when, when, like you said, looking at that picture and and some of the, uh, some of the excerpt about his training with like Mike Menser. I'm kind of interested to go that next level, dude, and kind of see. Like, I think in some ways Dorian Yates kind of took the heavy duty training of Mike Menser and sort of in some ways like polished it off or, or like perfected it in some ways. But I've, I haven't like read Menser's book, but I've, I've read a couple like ex- excerpts of his philosophy on training, which, you know, is, is really kind of like the altar of training that, that Dorian Yates studied at, you know, for a while. And mm-hmm. it's kind of interesting, dude, because in some ways it's almost like more, uh, almost more, I don't know, like crazy in, in a sense, just because um, it's even shorter. Like it's apparently it's like even smaller volume, like even shorter training cycles, but still that idea that, you know, Dorian Yates obviously capitalized on with, you know, sheer intensity being like the most important piece. Um, but I don't know. I've always heard good things about heavy duty, which is the, the book that Mike Menser wrote and, and like really, you know, was uh-huh. a, a big influence on Dorian Yates. And I'm kind of curious, like sometimes you got to study your teacher's teacher, dude. <laughs> you know what, man, dude, that's, that's 100% true, dude. Um, let me give me an idea. Do you could do, you think you do like a fitness book and uh, and another book like side by side? Yeah, no, I think so. Like two books. Yeah, I mean, heavy duty. <laughs> heavy duty could be a good book, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I could. Right, I a... Yeah, I'm thinking. I'm thinking maybe it's all good, man. Yeah, I'm just I'm just thinking that maybe we could uh, read another book, maybe like pair it with a, with a different book. You know, I, I really want to dive deep into the Jay Shetty's book though after we finish yeah, deep work. Yeah, that one looks good. Uh, like individually because it's super fucking long. Yeah. You know, and we're not. Oh, it's just I think this book it's only like 200 pages and or 250. That one's close to 350. Yeah. So, I'm just very uh. Definitely looking forward to it. Uh, yeah, but I was thinking maybe maybe we could like pair, you, you know, because Dory was very into like meditation stuff. Maybe possibly like I don't know if it was back in the day he was into it mm-hmm. or not. But I'd be curious to see like what philosophies for mindfulness that he had or that he had to take uh, to keep it together, you know, or and to gather all of the motivation or all the life experiences and put it all into like one hour, you know? Cause I think that's, that's what I find very interesting is that, you know, like the focus that we have, you know, like towards the end, he, he talks about uh, in, in deep work. He talks about, fuck man, attention fatigue, <clears throat> right? And it's a you only have a finite amount. So then, if you think about like, say that the the units are of a hundred, and then right now we put you you fucking add like I don't know fucking 
an equal amount of units per day, right, from Sunday to uh, to Sunday to Saturday, and then you spread it evenly on a bunch of little things, as opposed to only focusing on like specific tasks, like specific reps or specific sets, or or you know just like only taking like your full day's attention and only focusing on mm. the gym, you know. Because I feel like if we have a finite amount of attention span, then like how fast are we to waste it? Mm-hmm. You know, and and even even as simple as something like you just close it out of all your notifications, you know, like that takes right. effort, right? But then it's like you losing like half a unit of attention just by right. doing that, and you haven't even done anything, you know. So. Which is is very uh, I'm very interested in that that aspect you know like that kind of the, like the more wheel power uh, like disciplines and shit that keep people on track yeah yeah I I'm curious because I I don't know like you said the Jay Shetty book I could see how it, it would potentially touch on some of that but I don't. Yeah, like you said, I guess it would probably be a little bit different focus that would potentially jump into, like, yeah, I don't know, like the motivation or, or like the willpower or discipline piece. I don't know. I, I don't know off the top of my head any, like, kind of what that would look like, like you said. But, I mean, I guess there's obviously, like, quite a bit of crossover between something like that and – uh obviously like what happens with like bodybuilding or, or like serious training and that sort of thing. Cause obviously that takes like a shitload of discipline as well. Um, yeah. So yeah, I don't know that. Yeah. I don't know off the top of my head, any directions like that, but, but I know like, like I said, in terms of some of the, the books that, um, that I know of on like in the training world, obviously like, you know, blood and guts by, uh, by Tony Yates, classic, uh, heavy duty by, by Mike Menser, classic, the dude, the education or, uh, the encyclopedia bodybuilding by Arnold classic. <laughs> yeah, dude. So I have that, the encyclopedia of bodybuilding and I've never opened it. Oh, really? Like, yeah, I think I've read the intro. That's it. It's, I, I think the tough thing, I mean, I haven't read that one, admittedly, the Bible, man, the Bible, but uh, <laughs> I think from what I gathered, like, part of the reason why I never uh, quite jumped on it, I mean, I think part of the reason was, I think, I could be getting it wrong, but I feel like it's pretty fucking expensive, because it's, or maybe they re-released it, I, I could be wrong, because I just remember, I thought, I looked it up and it was like super expensive at the time when I was on that like so, ramen and rice yeah. diet, you know. Yeah. So what? So I got it whenever I think it was like shortly after uh-huh. you moved, and from Albuquerque. And then I only got it because I had a gift card to Barnes and Noble, and I wasn't reading. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. So then I was like, oh well, like the only thing in Barnes and Noble that that has any potential good other than this candy is the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know like and uh, i guess i'm kind of glad i bought it but like i've never even looked at it you know i think i probably like looked at some of the pictures but i don't even think but dude what if we do uh and you know we don't have to commit to it right now but let's let's think about doing 
the blood and guts and um, the Mike Metzer book at the same time. Mm, okay. Yeah, because I think even, well, I don't know. I'd have to look. The Mentor one might be, it might have it like PDF form or something online. Like that one might be hmm. pre, because I, I don't know if it's still in print or not. That's the only thing, mm. but but there might be, there might be some workarounds there. And then Blood yeah. and Guts, I feel like, I feel like with the, the resurgence of, especially like Dorian Yates in being a little bit more popular on uh, like social media and stuff now. Like I feel like that one may have come back in print, but yeah, that'll be, that'll be an interesting one to look into. Hmm. Dude. So towards the end of the, this section of the book, man. So they talk about, uh, I guess get, get just get back to the book. I think, I don't know. I feel like we could talk about it in the future. What do you think? Oh, yeah. No, no doubt. <laughs> yeah. So just getting back to the book, man. Uh, it starts talking about, like, the shutdown ritual. Shutdown ritual. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, do you have something like that that you do, like, currently? Not currently, no. That was one piece of the book that I felt was, like, an interesting prescription part in terms of trying to take that and and start applying it because I feel like I have some of the pieces like he mentioned with you know that how you'll work or like how you'll support your work but yeah I don't really have like the the cap off part like like he talks about with like the shutdown rituals so and that's uh, an area where it is kind of tough especially with working from home Mm -hmm. you tend to just I don't know your computer's right there like there's no yeah when especially in my line of work like the <laughs> grind never stops man so it's just like you're you're always tempted to be like well let me you know answer a couple more emails or let me you know find five more candidates or let me you know just cap off a little bit more you know because it's you can always be doing more and so right just like uh i think that is a piece where i'm trying to that was a piece that was definitely compelling to me when reading it because I think having some sort of shutdown mode would be would be definitely helpful. Yeah. So I've been like just not necessarily turning my phone off, but just like not looking at it. Mm-hmm. You know, just like putting it face down, and and uh, I've been doing it more and more uh, recently, and even whenever I. It, I come in my office now, like I try to not bring my phone unless I'm going to actually use it for something specific or I'm going to make a phone call. Uh, that's the only time that I really uh, rely on, on my cell phone it, in my office at home. And then, you know, like I mentioned at work, like I'm trying to just put it away. Uh, but so for me, because I have, um, you know, I have my, like my real estate stuff going on. Like, I could always do something for that. Yeah. You know? And I'm in the same boat as you, man. Like, the grind never stops and fucking always do something else, you know? But then I've been taking it to, like, the next step. and Because also social media, you know? Like, social media. Like, I always think about, like, how can I grow, like, the audience and stuff. And, and you could always do more. Yeah. In that aspect, too, you know? So I've been, like... I don't really have like a set time, but I've just been kind of like putting my phone down and 
doing more of a, like a nighttime routine meditation, man. Mm. It's been it's been pretty it's been pretty good, dude. Like uh, just like right before going to bed, like yeah. It's been it, it was it was cool to, to see how he talks about like going outside of nature and stuff like recharges your attention span. Yeah. So like and then just having that reset button uh, helps with your attention span. So it, it just it, like I just started doing kind of my own uh, little ritual. So just meditating for a little bit and. Uh, yeah, put it, putting my phone down, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and that's been pretty pretty beneficial. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like the white zone that uh, yeah. Jim Quick talks about in Limitless, too, where, you know, having some time to, whether all your work is on the phone or, or on the computer, like, uh, you know, rather than kind of just doing one or the other or whatever, like, he recommends having some time to just completely shut off, you know, any sort of electronic... Yeah presence or distraction i guess and yeah it's definitely something that resonated with me as well in terms of i don't know just like carving out the time i guess because like you said i think um it's it's just tough you know it's tough to have something that follows you around everywhere you go or or like in my case for example like working from home you know you have like literally your connection and conduit to work like in the room and like always technically on you know like so i think i think having some sort of um detachment is good when it's intentional because like you know sometimes you can get sucked into something and and not even realize you haven't looked at your phone or not even realize i'm trying to think what um oh i think yeah i took a walk uh, like an evening walk a long one um last weekend and and it was funny because it was kind of brought to my attention like oh damn like we haven't looked at our phones in like you know i don't know an hour or something you know just like damn yeah (laughs) yeah man (laughs) and not even out of like a sense of oh i'm gonna purposefully not look at it or something like it was just more so just i don't know like in the moment and everything but yeah um but yeah that was but that was interesting because that was such a exactly like that exactly your reaction like it was like holy shit moment you know um which is kind of wild that yeah like the life that we live now you know so yeah so yeah i i think i agree like having some time to completely shut down like i've i've been trying to do it with like i don't i try to pick up my phone less i try and like just throughout the day I try and set aside um, sometimes like I'll try and like you said, like not even have my phone in the same room um, and, and, and push things to that extent. Um, I think one thing that I haven't quite done is like notifications. That's something that um, I've kind of toyed around with. I don't know. I'm, I'm like torn on that one because I feel like on a certain level, if you sort of master these other pieces, then like, maybe you can still have the benefit of what a notification should bring. Um, and then, you know, kind of balance it out with the fact that you don't have the phone in the same room or, or whatever. Um, but I haven't quite figured out my exact approach there because I mean, on a similar note, we were talking a lot this week at work about that, uh, that new documentary, the social dilemma that came out mm-hmm. recently. And oh, did you watch it? No, I haven't watched it yet, but okay. that's kind of the, 
the the homework i guess for this weekend uh cause really? we're gonna have like a roundtable discussion about it on monday but uh but yeah apparently like a lot of people were like fucking shook and i thought it was a little bit funny because i'm like dude you work at like a big ass tech company like <laughs> like this shouldn't be that fucking surprising to you. um but but i'm like I'm also like coming from a place where I guess I was a little bit of ahead of the curve, you know, like I haven't, I deleted Facebook like seven years ago or something now, you know? And like, yeah, for a lot of the reasons that I think are sort of, sort of coming to light. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I just thought it was kind of funny, like how shook everybody was, you know? And I was just like, well, yeah, I mean, like, what was the reason? Yeah. There's, yeah. What was the reason behind it? Like, why are they so shook? Just like, I guess it's like, again, I haven't seen it just yet. So I don't, I don't know some of the specific examples or, or concepts talked about, but I just know kind of at the core, it's like they're, it sounded like they were shocked about how much data is collected, um, the ways in which it's collected. Like for example, uh, some people, I don't, I don't necessarily think any of my coworkers thought this, but I definitely have seen people shook by the fact that like when you put your browser on incognito mode, they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like Google's still like tracking what I'm doing while I'm in incognito mode. Like I thought I was fucking, it, it's got the little icon with like the, the little disguise guy. Like, no, nah, I, I should be like clear. And it's like, nah, dude, that just means that they're not, they're not actively saving cookies to your computer, but like, and they're still tracking like the fucking sites you're visiting and everything. Like you, you definitely <laughs> still have somewhere on one of the servers, there's a fucking database entry that says you know your name and it's got a fuckload of data next to it <laughs> you know like it doesn't um so so i i thought that was just kind of funny because like i said i think some people just don't put two and two together with that uh, but i think some of the areas that they're shook with is just again like how much your attention is targeted like we've talked about mm-hmm. like attention being kind of the next economy right like mm-hmm. in, in some ways it's already started. And I think that was, it's so in your face, but at the same time, it's still sort of hidden, I guess, to a lot of people. And so having it like very blatantly discussed in a documentary and even I, from what I gathered, it sounds like even interviewing some of like the software engineers and stuff that are behind some of the algorithms and things like that. Like, I guess, I don't know, just having the curtain kind of pulled back and, and seeing, you know, that side of things, for some reason like was just a very shocking like eye-opening thing where like a lot of people in our group chat you know at work were like i'm gonna be deleting like my facebook now and blah 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 you know <laughs> and i was just like Damn. all right man like welcome to the club like <laughs> i've been waiting for you to come aboard bro like i, I don't know what yeah. to tell you so but but it, it's tough you know i i get it like you know there's obviously social media when it originally was developed was i i think in most cases, like they did have benign or, or, or even maybe like uh, good intentions behind it. But I think, you know, just like with anything else, dude, like we live in a very profit first society. And it's like, if you can make money out of it, like somebody's going to do it. And it's like, obviously, bro, if we can collect your data, like we're going to fucking use it. <laughs> you know, that's just the realities. Yeah. Man, dude, that's wild, dude. Yeah, I saw it, man. I saw it, and I was gonna watch it, but then there was this other one about an octopus, man, and I was like, <laughs> I'm just gonna watch this one instead, dude. <laughs> no, man. Like, I I read 
in one of the books about meditation, it said to, if you don't want to dream about, or like, if you, yeah, if you don't want to dream about something, then don't look at it. Mm, yeah. And it's just like as simple as that because... Controlling your know, environment, yeah. Yeah, so i just been a little bit more cautious. And I always am super cautious, but this time I like, I was like, well, like it was late at night. Well, not late, but it was getting late. And I was like, oh, I just want to watch like 30 minutes of something. Yeah. And I was going to, I was going to watch that, that How, documentary, uh, but. On, on the dream note, have you found, because obviously uh, dreams is a piece of what Jim Quick talks about in Limitless and like, you know, trying yeah. to remember your dreams. Have you, mm-hmm. since kind of putting some of those things into practice, have you noticed at all, like any reten- better retention of your dreams or, or like remembering things a little bit better? Uh, yeah, I did. So <laughs> I remember what's today's date without looking that up, you know, uh, the 18th <laughs> <laughs> dude. So yesterday I remember the date for the first time Oh without, damn. without having to look at my phone. Damn. Yeah, dude. And it just like, it hit me. Like I've literally haven't had to remember the date. And not because I don't need to know, but because like I always just look for it, mm. you know. And then like uh, taking a place on these practices, uh, like with the nutrition and stuff, and like trying to remember my dreams. Like uh, I I I put a note, a notepad, dude, like next to my bed. And then I had one night when I did it, or one day that I did it, and like it, what I wrote. Uh, doesn't make as much sense, you know, mm-hmm. and like right now, but it was like super hard because I had a bunch of thoughts, dude, like a bunch of thoughts. And I just, I was so exhausted that I couldn't, like, I felt like I, I didn't get a chance to catch all these thoughts. And then I was awake after that. And then I forgot them, but I did notice like, so, t- so today I noticed a lot of information was passing through my mind when I was waking up. Uh-huh. But I wasn't able to capture it on paper. So hmm. Yeah, dude. It's fucking weird. However though, like I've been after meditating, I've been writing. And that's been pretty pretty good. Um, I get I got a lot of things out, man. Like weird. Weird, bro. Super weird. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting that you've noticed such a, a difference in that because yeah. that's one piece I feel like I've never really, I don't know, sometimes I remember my dreams, but even with trying, I haven't really seen a huge difference yet. And I don't know, I mean, part of that's probably just trying to like put into effect some of the other factors like more consistent sleep schedule and like screen time and stuff like that. But I think, I don't know. I used to, to remember my dreams a lot or, you know, cause I, I, I'm now aware with the research or whatever that uh, you basically dream every night, but it's just a matter of if you remember it or not. But yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't often, even with some of the stuff that I've tried to put in place, I don't often like recall what, what happens at night. <laughs> Yeah, well, I think I think like you have like a, only like a couple of minutes yeah. to capture everything, and then you forget. So I think maybe like uh, you might not just be as conscious 
during that time when you're remembering all these things. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, but you know, you also got to think, man. Like, I, I haven't. I thought that I didn't remember my dreams for a long time, but just you know, from I think a lot of it has to do with like the intent. But then, like, dude, I've like drastically uh, decreased my social media usage. And I've been, like, actively trying to remember things. And I think maybe that's why, like, that put a little bit of, like, fire under my butt Mm -hmm. to fucking remember, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, But then, so, again, like, I don't remember writing. When I was writing that shit down, I don't remember what I was writing. So whenever I went back to my notebook and looked at and read what I wrote, I was like, oh, like, I guess I kind of remember, but I don't remember actually putting the information on, on paper. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, man. I just, I don't know. I think, I think it might be, like, like some kind of, like, subconscious muting that you're doing or that we, that we just do, you know? Just, yeah. Just fucking out of habit or something. Yeah. So. No. Yeah, I, man. I can see that. Yeah, it's, but it's super cool, man. Like, I, uh, I think I'm going to continue to do it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, especially if you're having some success already with kind of getting a little bit, a little bit stronger retention. And I don't know, I think there's some benefit to it as, at least as outlined in, in Limitless. Yeah. So one of the things about deep work, man, that, that I, that I kind of alluded to was that basically you, like it's almost like deep work and the tools that he's talking about and this shit it's like anti-corporate America you know and this is for like the person that wants to succeed in something other than their current nine to five you know like this is like the building blocks required to to get yeah. nine to five you know or like the the success formula in a way. Yeah, that's what I picked up. I mean, because he does make the argument in the first chapter that the the concepts can definitely be utilized, whether you're trying to, you know, again, be, I think, as he puts it, like as valuable as possible within the new economy, or even if it's just an interest, you know, something that you're, you're picking up a new skill or, or trying to learn something or, you know, whatever the case may be. I think that was kind of an interesting piece that it is, it does seem very relevant regardless of whether you're trying to, to grow in your current career, make a pivot, get out of, you know, uh, more of a corporate career, get into a corporate career. Um, I feel like a lot of the base skills or, or kind of the, yeah, it's the concept of deep work is very applicable regardless. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Yeah. But dude, I, it's just, to me, it's just so crazy how uh, a lot of companies are going against it, you know? And it's interesting too about how, you know, we know social media is bad, but then we can they continue to find ways to retain the attention span of people. Yeah, yeah, it it is weirdly counter to it. Yeah, like you, (laughs) you would think you'd be able to. Well, I mean, I don't know. It's just like anything else. Like, 
I think it's when it comes to the corporate world, it's just like a method of control, you know, because if you look at like, look at uh, rest, for example, even in deep work, which we've already kind of, you know, ascertained is a little bit contrary to some of the, uh, I don't know, some of the, the philosophies, I guess, of the corporate world, you know, um, at the same time, like even within deep work, he talks about, you know, at the, the end of this chapter, he talks about the importance of, you know, what he calls being lazy, you know, uh, having downtime, adding insight, recharging your energy, you know, those sorts of things, even within deep work, you still have to recognize the importance of rest and recovery and, and downtime. And I think that's the thing is like, again, from like a corporate world perspective, you know, they've, they've been super resistant to, you know, for example, like the four day work week, did you hear like Microsoft uh, did an experiment, I think in Australia with their Australia office where mm -hmm. they, uh, they changed their work week to four days and it, but they didn't up the hour because a lot of people think, Oh, if you switch it to four day work week, then you've got to work 10 day, uh, 10 hour days, 10 hour days. Of, yeah. you know, but no, they, they were like, Nope, like it's going to be same eight hour days. All that we're literally just going to give you a three day weekend every, uh, every week. But then like, obviously like the expectations are to try and still get like the same amount of work done. And what they found is that, the the productivity productivity not only did it was it still met but it actually increased and then on top of that you know everybody was like way fucking stoked that they had three day weekends every week and stuff like that and but it's like you've got to be able to let go you know and like that's the thing is there's just such i think this old school attitude especially prevalent within i don't know just the nine to five world where it's like well no like I own you for this amount of time or like, you know, or like, you've got to be like, I've got to see productivity. I've got to see busyness. Like he talks about in the first chapter, mm -hmm. this amount of time. And so it's super counter to, to just being like, Oh, well, at the end of the day, the finished product should be what's most important or like actual productivity should be what's most important. But instead it, it becomes just a matter of busyness or appearing busy or, you know, like, having having the ability to to feel like you're controlling the amount of productivity that's coming out so i don't know man i i think that's why you see some interesting opportunities within like tech or within these smaller startups where it's a little bit smaller culture smaller environment and a lot of times like these ceos or or folks who are calling the shots in those places like have a little bit more room to experiment or have some creativity, especially because if they're like truly concerned about putting out the best product or, or having the most productivity in their department, like they're like, they're going to want to actually do things that are, you know, beneficial to that. But, but I think that's the issue is it's just like an outdated mode, you know, and they're still like clinging on to the old ways, but not being, being open to how the, the economy like I said, like how, what he calls, you know, the new economy, like how things have shifted. Yeah. Well, I think you also have to take into, I was just thinking it from the, like, you know, from an older, older person perspective, you know, like you see how easy is it for, you know, if you're behind your laptop for nine hours a day and I'm behind the laptop nine hours a day and, and we're not checking on each other's shit, how do I know that you're not fucking off? Yeah. You know, and then the same thing for me, right? Like, how do you know that I'm not fucking off, right? So I think that like, 
and this is something that you know like you struggle like i struggle with like on my own you know uh, like using technology for good like how do i only use instagram as a tool and not as a consumer right mm. but like having the discipline to like only do good stuff you know like whether you know we talked about like deleting all these social medias that way i don't have access to them like yes that's 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 good but then being able to have the disciplines to have them but not fall victim to their use you know yeah i think that's kind of an interesting again like i still haven't watched it yet but i one of my coworkers sent me an article about the just like 10 takeaways or 10 action items after watching the social dilemma documentary and that was one of the things they talked about is like just trying to take ownership back of the platform and how you use it and so like one of the examples was like yeah you you definitely can delete facebook or delete instagram or whatever but like you know in some ways a, a definitely viable alternative is to go through you know go through facebook or go through go through your facebook friends list or go through your instagram follow list and be like you know, do, do some, some culling of the herd, you know, like go through and, and take a look and see like, eh, like, am I following this person just cause, or, or, you know, are, is there stuff that I like genuinely want to see? Is there content that like is definitely pertaining to things that interest me or that I'm getting some value out of, you know, cause I think especially on whether it's Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or whatever, like, yeah, at a certain point, like you start just, you, you start kind of building up fluff you know like you, you have people you mm-hmm. follow because it's ah, like they followed me or like uh you know like this seems kind of interesting in the moment i'll give it a follow whatever and so now mm-hmm. like your timeline's cluttered you know your feed is cluttered and you know like yeah it's it's definitely gonna feel like you don't own the content that you're seeing or like have ownership of sort of the the types of content you're seeing so that was an interesting piece too just being like well you know, you can definitely delete it or you can definitely turn off notifications, but there's even just like a streamlining of what you're voluntarily choosing to see. And, and yeah. that that's valuable too, I think. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I did that for Facebook. I was like, every time somebody would post something that I didn't agree with or like, I didn't, I didn't want to see it. I just unfollow them right away. Mm-hmm. You know, I just, I just didn't have, like, I didn't want to see their updates anymore, you know? Yeah. But then... I do that on LinkedIn. Uh, <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, like, you you could you could always do that. You could always moderate that stuff. Like, yeah. But then, also, like, there's a chance that you're going to get, you're going to see some shit that you don't want to see because, I mean, you're scrolling through randomness. Yeah. You know? Like, and that's, like, you don't have to use the application, though. Like, you can't be mad at the application for, you know, fucking uh, trying to make making money or and publishing an ad. Yeah. Like, you can't be mad at that. It's, I think there's a certain level of responsibility that, you're right, man, has to fall into the individual, you know, and I think uh, we don't, we don't want to take ownership of that shit. Yeah. You know, like at all. Like we, we just want to blame somebody. Easier to blame somebody than to fucking take ownership, build a discipline to only use social media for good. Which brings me to this point, man. Have you heard of this application? That's it's a project management tool. It's called Notion. 
Mm, no, I haven't heard of that one. No? Well, I watched the video on it yesterday, and it's pretty interesting, dude. Like, it's where basically it's, it's think of a, uh, like Google Docs in a way, but you could make, turn everything and anything into like Excel format or like a list format or a checklist format or like a to-do list format. Uh, you could do, you could add calendars. It's, it's very organized. Um, and it's, it says it's, it's, it's mainly for people that are managing a bunch of small tasks, mm. you know? And so I looked into it. I, I signed up for the free trial, so I'm, I'm giving it a shot. But it's all to, to streamline productivity. And what I like about this is that, you know, like I've been, I've been kind of staying off my phone after, like, more or less whenever the sun goes down. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I, I typically, like, still have access to my iPad because if I'm, like, listening to something or watching some kind of video, uh, we typically do it on Netflix. But then I've also been, like, enjoying typing, uh, like, some of my, like, next day ideas or something, right? So I've just been kind of, like, playing with that. And I think this would be kind of a good way to keep just, like, still be keeping track of certain things. Mm-hmm. But not not being, I guess, like too connected in a way. I don't know. I feel like uh, it's you know he talks about like in the book he talks about like doing something new and like investing in uh, something that's gonna make you be productive. You know. Yeah. Like giving the example of J.K. Rowling, who she's spending like a thousand dollars a night to write her book, and yeah, it might have been expensive up front, but the reward was worth it. You know. So it's kind of one of these. I think I'm gonna like take that approach to this application and kind of just. Like, only try to limit the use of, or, like, the, because it's more like a creative process to, like, stream, like, creativity. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I think I'm going to try to, like, use that without, like, on a, like, on my laptop or whatever, without using fucking internet and shit. Or, like, social media in the main, meantime. Yeah. You know, to, to kind of keep me, uh, keep me sane. Because, dude, I was thinking, so, so, Bill Gates, right, he, uh. Like, he doesn't do anything that's going to fuck with his mind. Did you Have you seen that documentary on him? It's called Inside the Mind of Bill Gates? No, I have it on the list. Because uh, that okay. one definitely looked interesting. But yeah, I yeah. haven't seen it yet. Well, so he's, like, very conscious of the things that he reads. And, like, everything has a purpose, you know? And, like, but he's, he uses the computer a lot. But, you know, he doesn't wear a smart watch. And, like, I don't even know. It doesn't look like he's carrying around with a fucking cell phone. Mm-hmm. So he might not even have one, you know. And then it's, like, probably because he's he's always trying to go into... He's trying to, like, elevate his game to the point where, like, his deep work... Maybe he's always doing deep work, you know. Mm-hmm. And, like, those little distractions cost him a lot. So, but I was, like, he's still fucking... Like, he's still on the computer, but he's just, like, on an Excel sheet just typing out ideas you know mm. or like reading specific articles but he's not fucking like scrolling through social media he's not you know just watching the news he's not reading like specific uh like politics it's just like very specific like okay like this is my goal right he's trying to whatever the vaccine shit that he's trying to do yeah 
right? So he's like reading a bunch of science about that. And then he's like trying to do innovation. Uh, but then it's like he uses the same thing that we use, which is like a laptop or a possible tablet. Mm-hmm. And, and then just like, and he doesn't, I didn't see him write a lot. Like he was typing a lot. So then I was like, this motherfucker is super creative and smart, but he has access to, like, he uses a computer, you know? Then it's like, and I'm over here thinking that the computer is the, and technology is the antichrist of creativity. Then it's like, I was like, I'm doing something wrong here, you know? I think I have to work on my discipline. <laughs> like, to, to ensure to only use technology for good, you know? Like, what it's for and not to fall victim to it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a delicate balance, and I think that's what's kind of cool about some of the like you said, some of the concepts in that chapter is all about trying to to take the deep work principles and the deep work hypothesis and and sort of make it make it work for you, you know, and find out what works for you. Because I think, like you said, like the J.K. Rowling example of spending a thousand dollars a night on a hotel, so she's like feels like push to, to start cranking out productivity, you know, or, or start making progress on her book, you know, the, like the grand gestures like that, or like Bill Gates and, and the think weeks, you know, there's, if you have those things available, like it's great. And, but there's, there's definitely ways to kind of incorporate that into, you know, even if you're not Bill Gates or, or JK Rowling and, Absolutely. and so it's like, you know, like, what does that look like for you? You know? And, and so I think that was kind of the, uh, interesting when he talks about like the four disciplines and you know focus on on what's important act on the lead measures you know keep a scoreboard um create a cadence accountability you know like things like that i think there's a lot of useful principles in there to try and kind of figure out what works for you and and also like we talked about last week like there's going to be a a method or there's going to be a process of discovery you know there's going to be failed attempts there's going to be you know like, like, I even feel like for me this week in some ways was maybe not as good as last week, but in some ways was, was better. So, you know, it's going to be kind of a constant discovery process, I think in a lot of ways, but, but I think that's what was kind of cool about, you know, working through some of the, some of the pieces that, that he goes over in that chapter is, you know, how can you make it work for you? Yeah. The discipline number one, man, the leveraging of vision, that one's very interesting. Dude, that's, like, it's been good and bad for me, man, in my opinion. Because, uh, you know, setting, like, a, a unrealistic goal and then going for gold and then, like, fuck it, if you get their place, like, their place is not bad, you know? Mm-hmm. But it's a, so but if if you read something like the 10x rule that's what it's all about mm-hmm. you know like it's all about whatever your goal is right now like whether you have a target right for your profession well like 10x it and then it's like yeah it's pretty nuts so go out, get after it right now you know like that's kind of like the whole 10x rule and then that, and then that that's the well that way you never miss your target you know mm-hmm. So pretty interesting that that he used um, that example or like just the the connection between the two examples there. Um, and then what I also thought was uh, like the measure of success thing, right? Like the Lee versus lag uh, theory. Mm-hmm. So to me, that was pretty interesting because like I, you know, like 
track the the shit that like the past stuff that held you back and then continue to work on how to get better you know like the lead versus the lag shit you know it's like avoid sir avoid this focus on this instead or you know plan for direction i thought it was very interesting like you know like it's it's like the self-auditing essentially you know like yeah. for life right it's like self-auditing or like in fitness like you know doing a specific fitness routine and realizing it's not working we're fucking changing it you know and then tracking or like thinking of ways to improve it and not just i guess call, almost like accept the fact that there's no progress you know yeah yeah so yeah no i i think the yeah there's a lot that's that's picked up in there and, and one of the things that was interesting too is like on the discipline number four like create a cadence of accountability like it kind of kind of reminded me of like even like the concept of like a weekly podcast for example like you know yeah. to set set up um some sort of of cadence can definitely be helpful and, and it, it, a lot of them tie back to the depth philosophy thing you know where again like are you monastic or bimodal or rhythmic or journalistic like i think a lot of those kind of tie into sometimes even just finding what what mode works works well for you but um but yeah i think even like that was a good example of like yeah like the podcast for example like trying to have a cadence you know and, and work through something like that it's a good example of all the the sort of domino effects that come from that like you know keeping up on your reading and keeping up on you know it, it's uh there's definitely some very helpful uh tidbits in those disciplines that i think like you said depending on on what you're trying to apply it to um I, I think all of them are useful but you know depending on what you're trying to apply it to like there's there's a couple of good ones to try and focus on i guess which one do you think you could implement the soonest or or are you already implementing or... uh i think the the cadence one is a good one um because even for like reading for example like we talked about at the beginning of the conversation today i feel like i've been sort of you know like how to have had a goal of that um mm -hmm. in terms of a certain cadence but i think maybe having a little bit more focus on the cadence piece itself rather than the goal so for example like if if reading this book is the goal i'm like well okay like that'll be the goal and so i want to try and spread it out over seven days a week but knowing like well if i miss a day or whatever i can you know read those pages on a different day or whatever like and still get to the same goal that's one thing but trying to even double back further on the cadence and, and making sure that there's like time cut out each day to to just yeah to just work on the things that i want to work on then you know an example could be like well even if i don't get to this book today then like maybe getting to a different book um to still kind of keep up that cadence could be something that's useful so so that was one of the ones that i was thinking of um i think the scoreboard one was also um also interesting as well like i think gamifying anything can can be useful but mm -hmm. um that one would probably just take a little bit more thought in terms of like how that would be imp implemented i guess in like some of the stuff that we're talking about, but, um, but yeah, I, I thought the cadence one was pretty, pretty straightforward in a lot of ways. Yeah. No, I agree, man. 
I think that one and the leverage of ambition. Mm. Dude. I think I think because I've seen it work for me, you know. I think like that's why, like now that I know what it's called. But you're right, man. Like the so I think the discipline number two, like the measure, the measuring success, dude. That's like one of the things that I I was telling my wife the other day was like, you know, trying to like build these new habits and. And learning about these new habits and what is a, what's a new habit? How do you do it? Or like, what is a good habit? You know, uh, putting like effort into these things, like it's it takes a lot of energy, you know? Yeah. And like, I could see, like, I feel super lucky because it's just me and Gabby. And, you know, like, it's almost like, uh, like I'm putting so much time and energy and attention to my daily routines, for example, you know, and like uh, the fact that I could spend a few hours, you know, working on projects or reading just for, I guess, technically leisure, right? Because I'm not making money or anything uh, right now reading these books, but, but, you know, like there's no sense of urgency to read. However, like, because we don't have kids or anything else like that. Yeah or have to work two jobs, like, I was like, but it takes me a lot of energy to do these things, you know? So, like, I could see if, if, you know, there was a different factor involved here, like, the probability that somebody would take the action that we're taking, for example, and reading about these things and, and putting effort into trying to implement them into our daily lives, like, they're very slim. Yeah. Because, you know? like, it's, it's like they're... Uh, just relying on the fact, like, I'll become whoever I become, and fuck it, you know, because I don't have time to figure it out. Right. You know? And it's, like, a different, it's a different mindset, a different life, you know, a different, a different quality of life at that point. Yeah. You know? So. Yeah, no, that is true, and I mean, like, obviously, we, we still have challenges without right. some of those bigger things, but like you said, right. it is, it is a nice thought to think about, like, well, you know, with whatever I have on my plate, you know, things definitely could be worse, but they could be better. And at the same time, like still, still working through things, still making progress, like still, still trying to use a good amount of the, like you said, like the leisure time in a way to, to work towards something that will hopefully be beneficial. Um, you know, it's, yeah, it's a good feeling to have. Yeah, man. Like, I just, I don't know. I, I see people that, Maybe they, they say, like, 75 hard, for example, is too intense, you know, because they have kids, right? Mm. And, like, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, you know. But, like, for me, like, that's not an excuse. Like, I can't. I don't have that, right? So, I'm like, fuck it. I'm, I'm just going to do it. But then I see the same person that can't do 75 hard because two workouts are too much, uh, play video games mm. and you know it's like post a bunch of memes and shit mm. it's like well I mean clearly like you're not that busy you know uh, but I don't know it's just like it, it's almost I'm curious to see like how much of it is lack of willpower and the other one is actually 
because of their logistical lives, you know? Yeah, I I would also say it's rather than just the two, I think there's probably for some, you know, for some people, it's probably a mix of, like you said, how much of it is willpower or lack thereof, how much of it is like time or availability or lack thereof. Um, but I think in some cases for a lot of people, depending on what the subject is, you know, a, another piece is probably like genuine interest or lack thereof, you know, like I think for some people, like, you know, it, it, depending on what your, what your goal is or what you're working towards, like, you know, I could see how somebody would say like, well, you know, if, if I'm trying to, I don't know, like become like the best painter ever or something like, like they're like, eh, I'm not super worried about like being in top physical shape or, or something like that, you know, like, <laughs> So I, I think I think it is um, all those, like you said, all those bars and how they like go from zero to a hundred, like and how they stack up. Um, it is always interesting to see, like you said, like in a in a case like that where somebody like to to just use a straightforward example of somebody who's like, well, I really want to lose weight, for example, and then but then they're like, well, I don't have the time or whatever. Like you said, there it, you you do always wonder how much of that is actually not having time and then how much of it is actually you know just not having the discipline or the willpower to do it but i think it's also interesting too like how much of it is the desire because i think for a lot of people sometimes like yeah the willpower might not be there but i think sometimes in a lot of cases the desire isn't as strong as they say it is like Hmm. um like the way i would think of it it's like i really want to lose weight and you're like, well, I feel like shit and I, I don't like how I look and blah, blah, blah. But then, and you might, like, somebody might be really loud about that and, like, really proclaim that really easily. But then it's, like, when it comes down to, oh, okay, here's, like, the extra donut or whatever, you know? And it's, like, ah, like, I really want that. Or, like, I, I know I shouldn't. Mm-hmm. But they're, like, I, I really, like then it almost becomes like a math equation of, or like, like how much do you want it? And like, how much do you want the other thing? And it's like, Mm -hmm. I think in a lot of cases, like it's so we live in a world that projects people like, like since we're talking about fitness, for example, like at your fingertips, you can easily see somebody who has like a fucking Greek God physique, you know, like, Mm -hmm. like, it's just right there and you're seeing the progress of years of years of years of progress in the gym years of dieting all that but like you just see the finished product right there on your screen and so then you're like well fuck i want that but it's like you're just seeing the finished product and you want the finished product but you're not seeing for a lot of people you're not seeing the six six day splits you're not seeing the fucking chicken and broccoli diets you're not you know you're not seeing all of that And so I think a lot of people, when they're confronted with that, where it's like, okay, well, here you go. Like, if you want that, here's, here's what you have to do. Like, I think a lot of people realize like, oh, like, I don't know if they consciously realize it, but I think on a certain level, they're like, oh, I don't, I don't want that bad. (laughs) You know? Yeah. I don't really, I guess I like, cause like, that's the thing. Just think about it. How many things in society now can you just snap your fingers and have? Like we were talking about that the other day with food. Like I could literally be like, dude, I, you know what sounds good? Fucking pizza. And I could literally have a pizza here at my door. I, like, I would not even have to leave the house 
and I could have a right. pizza delivered here like within 20 minutes or like, you yeah. know, and so I think we're just in that zone of instant gratification where so many people are like, well, uh, damn, that fucking dude is ripped. I want to look like that. And it's like, we're so used to being able to just say, I want that. Let me trade money or whatever. And here it is. Yeah. And it's like, you can't do that with a lot of these. The, a lot of the things that are like most worth having or most sought after are worth having or are sought after because they're difficult to have, you know? And I think there's just this like, in the instant gratification culture that we live in, like there's this divide between the two. And I think like, that's where you see a lot of these people that are like, Oh man, like I really wish I looked like that. Or I really wish I had like that car. I really wish this or that or whatever, but it's like, like, I don't know. Do you want that? Or is it like, you know, you've seen that and it, it would be nice to have, but then like when it comes down to doing what it takes to have that, like you don't actually want it that bad, you know? Yeah. No, I see that, man. I definitely see that. It's very interesting. But speaking of fitness, dude, so are you back in the gym or officially or? Dude, I'm, I got, I got, I'm, I'm up to something, bro. I'm up to something. <laughs> no, uh, I'm, I'm looking at a couple spots right now. Um, and I'm just trying to see because they've, they rolled back in Texas right now. They, they actually rolled back, uh, occupancy restrictions and stuff it looks like those are starting to open up and it looks like we're starting to see more um more facilities like like gyms and stuff like that opening up and i'm kind of torn because on one hand i I definitely want to hop back into like the jujitsu side of things and all that i i will admit like that one's it's like harder to justify right now with like you know like still having to wear a mask and like i don't know like i I could definitely see the (laughs) argument where it's like well it's one thing to be like in a gym working out, whereas it's another to be like, like somebody's literally as fucking close as you can possibly get to somebody, you know, with you. So, yeah. um, so I don't know. I'm still kind of working through that one, but, uh, but I have been looking at some spots here, uh, closer to, to the new house. Um, some like, just like gym gyms, you know, like weightlifting gyms. Yeah. And, uh, I've got my eye on, one that I think they're supposed to to start reopening either next week or the week after. I have another one that I've been looking at that's been like that's open, open, and then I think another one that's uh, I I think they're like limited opening right now. So so there's a couple options, but yeah, man, I think I finally hit the the level of just no return now, where I'm like I gotta I gotta get back into it, dude. I gotta embrace the aesthetics, dude. <laughs> fuck yeah man that's exciting bro yeah i just like well like we've talked about before for me there's just something about i don't know there's just something about like the bodybuilding style of training that yeah sometimes it gets old you know like i will admit after you know like because shit we've been banging away at this for like at least dude, eight almost, years now man nine years yeah, like dude. Yeah, yeah like i realized that the <laughs> other day and i was like damn that's it's been a while man (laughs) so it's like you know when once you've like mastered you know chest flies or something like you know like i i get it i i finally Mm -hmm. get it how some people have said like you get you get a little bit bored after a while or you or you get a little bit it gets a little bit stale but it's funny because i've noticed every time i switch things up and do something else like there's nothing wrong with that but i always find myself coming back to the the old school there's nothing i i just i I haven't found anything greater than the pump. 
Yeah, man. Like, it's for sure, bro. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it is, dude. All, you know, again, like all for everything else. Fuck, man. Like I jump rope for, for fun and shit. Yeah. And do spin classes. So, like, but dude, there's nothing greater than the pump. Like, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I dude. Agree, it, dude. It's it's just the truth, man. And and I think that's why you know. I don't know. Yeah, like you said, jump roping or hit or jujitsu or like whatever else. Like I think they all have their place and like, you know, like you said, like we've definitely grown to to be much more accommodating, I feel like, of all these different styles of, of fitness, but there's just something about something about the pump, man. Something about even even compared to powerlifting, dude. Like powerlifting is fun as fuck too. Like I, yeah. I definitely love the challenge of powerlifting and strength training like purely. But I don't know, man. It's just it just hits different, you know, when you uh <laughs> when you do those those lap pull downs and you feel like you're about to fucking fly away like a sugar glider, bro. Yeah, man. Yeah. So engorged. <laughs> dude, yeah, absolutely, man. You know, one of the things that I've been doing lately, man, is like I've been I've been like really uh like garnishing my inner bro, dude. You know, like, <laughs> and I think I think it's just like for so for so long it's almost like because I wasn't as serious uh with my diet you know oh uh, yeah as soon as i am now uh, like i kind of like shied away from like the bro lifestyle mm. but you know just like i've been like listening more to like house music again you know like just the <laughs> tank tops and stuff and i'm like dude like i had a lot of fun man you know during, during yeah. those times and, and i feel like like i just kind of put it away for no reason yeah you know like well, like, there's, like, a feeling of, like, you can't have, like, you can only have one or the other, you know? Right. I think that was, like, a piece where, like, yeah, for a while we were starting to think, like, oh, shit, dude. Like, if you embrace some of the bro stuff, then you have to embrace <laughs> all of it. And then, like, that doesn't resonate now with, like, where I'm trying to go and, like, be have more, like, mobility and, like, flexibility and, just, like, even stuff like that. Yeah. But it's, like, you can you can take just like Bruce Lee, man. Like he took mm-hmm. you know all the best pieces from different martial arts that he'd been exposed to, and then like made it his own thing, you know. And it's just mm-hmm. like same sort of style. It's like you can take the good elements and, and the things that you enjoy from different different modes and different methodologies, you know, and and still still embrace it, you know. Yeah, absolutely. But you know, it's almost like this uh, this like. It's almost like this this new found. I don't want to say that it's new, dude, because like it's been there. But yeah, it's you know like chasing the aesthetics, and I know you were watching some some Z's motivation, you know. Yeah, it's like, dude, there's like nothing like it, you know, and and, and, and like yeah, it doesn't fit in the corporate environment, quote unquote. But like, what if it what if it did? Yeah, you know, like what's so bad about it, you know that like. You know, yeah, maybe like the vocabulary and stuff, and <laughs> the fact that he was half naked. But, but you know, like the the attitude that he had, like those, just fucking changed the world a bit, you know. And yeah, you have like something that you could, I'm mean, not gonna like stand behind in a way, you know. Yeah, no, I, I think, like like you said, there's a lot of. Uh a lot of positive stuff that comes from that world and a lot of, you know, definitely things that I feel like for us, like elevated us to a certain level. And then like, Mm -hmm. obviously like the goal is to keep elevating, but it's like, 
that doesn't mean you uh, you can't like look back fondly on some of the the, the building blocks, you know, some of the stepping right. stones getting there. And and I think, like you said, like that that was a similar realization that I kind of had too, where it's like you can still enjoy you can still enjoy like like dude just being fucking shredded bro like being like <laughs> the aesthetics man like you can still enjoy that and and it doesn't have to be the all-encompassing focus that it maybe was in the past but like you know you can still you can still appreciate it <laughs> dude i asked my coworker if he was myron and he didn't know what that meant and like i just i said it so like unconsciously yeah and it was kind of like like I don't know, I felt I like I, I was like, oh my god, I can't believe I said that. Like <laughs> you know, it caught me by surprise, but I was like, holy shit, man! Like I haven't said that in so long, you know. Yeah. But then if you think about like if you think about now, like what does that mean, right? Like now that like you know our yeah. lives evolve, right? Because we were both single at one point. Now we're in relationships. Well, we used to also live in like a smaller place. Well, now we're like more established. We have careers. Yeah. Like, there's still things for people to be admired about, you yeah. know, and like it just looks different, right? But yeah. then like healthier happier you know like better shit like i mean that's still a good thing you know like yeah. it's and, and you know if you're at it too like if you if you found fulfillment acquiring those things and it's an ultimate plus yeah but then it's like it's almost like that was suppressed you know for so many years and now i'm trying to like bring it back you know yeah and uh, that's why i turned turn my house into a club dude <laughs> It was uh fucking dude like twenty five dollar lights and just the Apple home and then just nice uh go on YouTube and find a find like some nice fist pumping music. And, dude <laughs> set bro. Fucking yeah, man. set it man. looked good bro. I saw I saw the story dude the the, the lights looked fucking heat <laughs> bro. Yeah dude it's like I was so they move with the music supposedly, <laughs> dude. Like it's it's perfect, you know. Yeah. Twenty five bucks, dude. Fucking crazy. That's what it comes down to, man. Quarantine living, bro. Yeah, dude, for sure. Quarantine living. For sure, quarantine living. <laughs> I was gonna fucking ask you something else. So you you, you try the pre workout or what? The. Wait, the what? Do you try that? Uh, you you trying cage muscle? Is that who you're? Uh, oh no! You so I I bought some uh, I bought some some supplements from Cage Muscle, but actually no uh, no pre man no pre workout. I've just been doing. It's a mix of some citrulline, some uh, it's like his kind of proprietary creatine. I'm 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 I, I gave it a try because I'm like I'm curious to see like. The science I wasn't a hundred percent sure on, but I was like, uh, it's it's basically at at, at its worst, it's going to be creatine creatine monohydrate. So it's like whatever, <laughs> that's fine. Yeah. So so I've I've been uh, incorporating a little bit of that into just uh, I mean kind of almost into a daily situation, but okay, but definitely into like you know the workouts I've been doing, and it feels it feels kind of fun just to yeah get back into you know again like I'm not worried about like taking 
the the peak pre-workout that's gonna fucking have me buzzing and like you know have me yeah. like giving a you know trying trying to get that last rep bro like you know yeah. like, i'm not so worried about that but it is cool to have a little bit of just like the ritual you know of of throwing something in the shaker you know getting pumped up doing that doing the little workout uh like i said i'm, I'm looking forward to extending that to the full ritual man of you know driving to the gym and, and yeah getting, getting fully into it but uh yeah but yeah, I'm, I've been trying to, I've been trying to make some little, um, some little, some little accentuations to the routine, man. Yeah, and I saw that you're also taking a mushroom supplement. Yeah. Oh, that's I forgot about that one because uh, that one I do take daily, and that hmm. one's it's um it's called an athletic shrooms blend by by ATH, man. Shout out to ATH. They're actually, I think. A, a fitness company but i think they have a big focus on jujitsu and a lot uh-huh. of like their apparel and uh and even some of their supplements and stuff but but uh it's it's like uh it's a mix of i think some like lion's mane mushroom and maybe like a chaga mushroom it, it's got like a, a like i, I want to say like a four mushroom blend and and like a couple of like cordyceps i think mushrooms in it but but yeah man it's kind of supposed to be like a little bit of a mix of like a nootropic slash like open up your vo2 max a little bit Hmm. um so so that's something that that i've been taking for uh, i guess coming up on maybe like two months now something like that and it's interesting man i mean like i Unfortunately, like I said, I haven't been in like a gym gym environment to see that mm-hmm. side of things, but I definitely notice it does seem to like open up the lungs or something. Because really? I, I do yeah, like I do feel a little bit of a difference in terms of I don't know, even just how I breathe sometimes. Like I feel like more aware of it or something. I it's a little hard to describe, but hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to hopefully getting a chance to, to try and put it into practice from a little bit more physical perspective, uh, mm-hmm. a little bit more like gym perspective, but, but yeah, I've been, been liking that one because for me, it, it seemed like a, a little bit cheaper alternative to like the alpha brain over mm-hmm. on, on it. And, and that's one I think I might give a, a try again. Cause I did like the seven day free trial and, and it, I, I don't know if it was, you know, placebo or what, but. I feel like I was I was buzzing. I feel like I was making some some brain gains a little bit on really? that. Really, but, um, but like I said, I, I saw that's kind of how I saw this ATH uh, athletic shrooms one, and it seemed like it had a pretty good overlap in a lot of the um, in a lot of the uh, ingredients, yeah. but at a little bit more affordable cost. So, uh, so yeah, that's where it came through, man. And so far, so far, so good. Hmm. Interesting, man. Yeah, I'm curious to see, uh, get a little more in-depth. I'll probably, I'll probably ask you like two more times in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of that brain supplement or that mushroom supplement? Uh, yes. Yeah, so have you, have you done like uh, some breathing exercises while taking this, this supplement? Ooh, no, I haven't. I haven't added that while doing the supplements. That would be an interesting uh, addition to it because I feel like that's probably like the best thing you could do besides working out or like besides mm-hmm. doing some sort of, uh, uh, you know, adding it to like a gym routine or something. So I like, I like that idea. Hmm. Yeah, man. Sounds, sounds, sounds interesting. So dude, I was going to tell you, man. Uh, so I, I do 
um, breathing exercises almost every day. Uh-huh. Uh, not Wim Hof, but just like breathing stuff on my own. But okay. I, I've developed, like, I could do a vacuum now. And that wasn't nice. really my intent, you know? Like, that wasn't my intent at all. Yeah. But then it's just very interesting how, like, I'm able to accomplish something that it's like, I thought it was specifically for bodybuilding, doing something yeah. that is like not bodybuilding at all. You know, yeah, like, dude, yeah. I saw, cause like you said, it's such a, like a classic bodybuilding thing, but I saw in uh, the classic jujitsu documentary called Choke uh, that mm-hmm. focuses on Hicks and Gracie when he was just like tearing shit up in, in some of the early UFCs and stuff. But mm-hmm. he does, he does basically like a, a, a vacuum um, when, when doing some breathing exercises, which I guess basically it all goes back to like Kundalini yoga, which is where mm. it like originates, but they call it like the breath of fire or something, which mm-hmm. is like where you get such abdominal control that not only can you do a vacuum, like, uh, like, you, like you would see like in a classic bodybuilding pose, but you can actually like roll your abs and like, like move it around. Like, I don't know. It's you'll, you'll have to look up, I think it's called Breath of Fire, but you, yeah. could, just, you could just look up um, Hickson Gracie uh, breathing or something like, and it'll and you'll see. And it, I was like, oh shit, dude! All right, so this, like you said, like it isn't just bodybuilding, man. They're uh, they're out there. Huh? Have you ever looked at the Kundalini Yoga? Uh, not deeply, no, because I didn't know, I didn't realize how many branches of yoga there were. Yeah, dude. And, and so that was one (laughs) yeah so like then i I was like oh shit i didn't realize like since there are so many branches um like i said i I think i was kind of introduced when i saw hickson uh doing those doing those uh different exercises or whatever and and somebody was like yeah that that comes from kundalini yoga and i was like Mm. all right well now i'm like twice as interested in kundalini yoga so (laughs) yeah so the only reason that i'm curious is because I I was listening to the time where Russell Brand went on went on the Joe Rogan podcast. Oh, and, you know, yeah. Russell Russell Brand is sober, uh, and he, Joe Rogan was telling him that he like he's like I want to try you know some of these like DMT, DMT and or some of these like psychedelics, but you know like I'm sober so I can't. And Joe yeah. Rogan was like, well. I have friends that do fucking kundalini yoga and they and they also do psychedelics and kundalini yoga is actually more intense than psychedelics. Mm. So I was like, oh shit. So I'm definitely into it, like interested in it, but like I just I just get this like if you've never looked into it, it's very interesting. I just get this like weird culty vibe from it. <laughs> so I haven't like fully uh fully dove deep into it but then the same the same thing could be said right like it, 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 it's not necessarily like I, I feel like it could be easily turned into like some cold thing you know so uh i i haven't really uh dove too much into it but have you heard like talking about oxygens of fuck man you, you heard of elliot holt yeah. right yeah, his exercises are bio called bioenergetics. He talks about bioenergetics. Have you heard of it? Not that one, no. So it's basically what you do, like a similar like breath of fire type oh. of stuff, but you do it while doing like specific stretches, and you breathe through the mouth. And 
a exercise is like it's supposed to relieve tension in your breathing airways, so like your neck and face and shit. Hmm. And uh, yeah, but it's like it's, but then it gets into like trauma energy, which is like super interesting. It probably like shelve that conversation for for our next episode. But <laughs> uh, dude, like it's it's. So I've been doing it in the mornings when I stretch. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But it's it's like every time, so I'm I'm not congested. Every time I do those exercises, I get a lot of phlegm out. Huh. And I don't know where that phlegm is coming from. You know. Interesting. Super weird, dude. I'm definitely Super I'm weird. definitely interested to learn more about that, or or like you said, talk about that a little bit more depth because, because uh, like you know me, like like I've talked about like I don't know I don't know if I have like a deviated septum or just really bad allergies or what like you know I I've kind of talked about that earlier, but uh, but breathing is an area where I'm like it could be better, man. It could be better, like <laughs> you know, like if if something like that could potentially you know, clear out some airways or something like, I'm, I'm, dude, I'm all ears, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. So like, I'm, I'm definitely, uh, so basically I guess I could try to explain to you now, uh, cause I know we're running, uh, short on time, but it's basically where you put your hand, you stand up like a uh, feet shoulder width apart. You put your hands, uh, behind your waist and you push forward and then you do this stretch called the bow. Where it's basically like you're launching your hips forward and then you're extending your abdomen. And then you're supposed to look up and then where your chin is facing the ceiling. And uh, you're supposed to basically open up your airway and breathe through your mouth like this for a minute. But then, like, people, like, the majority of people start fucking shaking and choking and shit. But you're supposed to keep doing it. And that's because you have, like, trapped energy, supposedly. Huh. And, uh, yeah, dude, so it's like, that's kind of, you do that for a minute every day. So. Damn. All right. Well, let yeah. me know. I'll, I'll do some, I'm going to do some digging. And then, like you said, next episode, I want to hear if you've been doing that a little bit more consistently. I'm curious to hear your thoughts, bro. Cause that's, yeah, it sounds intense. Will. <laughs> yeah, dude, you know, like I've been, I've been doing a lot of intense shit lately. Yeah. And so I'm like, hey, like, what's another thing? You know, like, <laughs> fuck it. And then, dude, like, Gabby gets gets worried because, like, I'm literally chugging. Jesus. Like, and then I'm like, she, like, walks in and shit, and I'm, like, choking. But I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? I'm like, oh, I'm breathing. <laughs> like, my eyes are all watery and shit. Like, what the fuck? Like. Harvard's are raisins. Like, What's going on in there? Yeah. But yeah, dude, like, <laughs> it's fucking sick, though. Man. But yeah, I'll definitely let you know, dude. I'm, I'm like, I'm just very interested in trying to, you know, trying to get better. Yeah. So no, hundred percent, man. Well, shit, dude. Was this episode seven now? Yeah, man. Seven down. Sure is, dude. Sure is, man. As always, dude. I appreciate you, man. Yeah, man. No doubt. I appreciate you as well, and uh, and have a good trip this weekend, making it back to the motherland, dude. That's gonna be uh, yeah, dude. Be fun, bro. Yeah, man. And uh, oh, next week, man. What are we gonna do? Oh yeah. yeah. So good call. Good call. Uh, let's see. Next week. So we read until page or so we'll do page we could do page one fifty five. Uh 
Oh shit! Rule number three is called quit social media. Yeah. So we definitely have to knock that one out. Yeah. As well. Yeah. So maybe uh, rule two, rule three. Yeah. So then that'll be until page two twenty, two fifteen. Two fifteen. Yeah. Two fourteen. I mean, sorry. Yeah. So. Everybody's listening. 155 to 214. Sick. That'll align perfectly since I'm going to watch that uh, social dilemma over the weekend, too, man. Yeah, uh, dude. I'll watch it, too. All right. Sick. Oh, well, now, I'll watch now we really got a plan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. It's going to be sick, dude. Badass. Well, hey. Appreciate you as always, man. Have a safe trip. And uh, yeah, everyone. It's going to be. Uh, Rule two, rule three next week. Social uh, social dilemma coming at you fast. All right, everybody. Carb up. Carb up. Peace.